in a week of upsets and a couple shocking results, especially for the red half of Manchester, the blue half of Manchester kicked off the week with some a bit of an odd performance, a nil-nil home draw against Southampton. I'm going to start with you, Matthew. What did you think about that scoreline, especially considering not only their ambitions for the season, but the, the money they'd spent? Did you expect more from Manchester City? Oh, yeah. I expected, like, whether it was going to be a runaway or I expected a win. I didn't think Southampton were going to win. Or it bet. I thought they were personally probably going to run away with it. But every time I kept checking Sky Sports, Twitter, BBC Sport, final score, everywhere was saying the same thing. BT score live. I was literally covering all my bases because it's like, it's got to come through at some point. Of all the games to not have a score, this was not the one I expected to be. Every single time, refresh, refresh, refresh. And eventually got the, the red little thing, the red squares on the sky and BBC and everywhere. I'm like, oh my goodness, they actually done it. And all I can actually say, because I think we all predicted last time for them to just, Man City just to, well, to win. Mm. Pretty much home banker. But you kind of have to give them a huge amount of credits for holding back that a very strong Man City team. Even if they do not have a striker, it's still a Man City team. So you, you have to give them a huge, huge amount of plaudits for what they've done, defending so stubbornly to keep out all those, all those players. Would a striker in there have made a difference? Well, that's the question that's always going to be asked, you know, in the week in the weekend where Man City and Spurs did not have the best of times. The questions they'll be asking each other was Man City won in one point, Spurs having another point. Um, but I'm not gonna talk about that one Southampton. Let's take with Southampton. Southampton, massive credit, massive, massive credit. Thanks for making the title race already a lot more interesting because it's opened <laughs> up the door for so much to go on and yeah just great just shows that what well, if they can get a draw away at the etihad then hopefully we can do something against them at the bridge come this weekend so yeah thank you Southampton. i think the other interesting thing of this game is that man city didn't have a single shot on target until the 90th minute and i think for them one of the concerns going into the season was not having a number nine and how that would affect them so for you craig i guess looking at that statistic and i guess looking back on some of the you know the elements of their their gameplay in that match what would you say was a you know do you feel like feel like them not buying a striker is going to be a big concern as the season goes on yes the reason why i said that because like all the other teams have bought strikers like chelsea bought a striker my united bought a striker and ronaldo and i feel that as a top team there's going to be games where you can win games without a striker well, when it comes to certain games, you need a striker just to, like a, a, a fox in a box just to grab onto any little tap-ins or anything like that. And I feel like City are lacking that. When they had a Guerrero, Guerrero was very good at tap-ins and scoring. You could score goals from 25 yards or you can score. As you got older, you started scoring goals and more inside the box. Mm. And I feel like they're, they're lacking that as well. Jesus is a good player, but he's not. He's no Guerrero. Mm. And that's what they're... He, he, he's still young, relatively young as a striker. He will, get, he will only get better. I still think that City needed a top-class striker. Mm. And of course, I mean, they had 16 shots, only one on target, which for them is, that's really unusual. Mm. I think their the whole squad had a very, very poor game. I mean, is it also a case of the, the um, because I know with Pep Guardiola's teams, they like to be, it's quite, co- you know, controlled and quite coached. Is there a possibility that maybe there's too much coaching going on in this game for you, Matthew? 
Uh, well, it's cost them before, it cost them in the final uh, in the Champions League, and I think it's cost them in previous games before. He has been there for, I think, what, f- I want to say five years? Yes, five years now. He's been there for he's been there for five years, um, which is quite long for a Pep Guardiola spell. He wasn't at Bayern for very long. I know Barca is a whole Catalan link, so he's, it's almost as if he's coming up to the saturation period of his managerial time at Manchester. I'm not saying he's going to leave, but it's 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 almost as if he's kind of running out of tricks all right and I ideas despite the quality of players that he has mm-hmm. around around him and not having that striker is gonna be very is could prove detrimental to him in the long run I mean whether if it only had Kane if our other strikers very well apart, apart from Kane I don't know but it's like they don't know what he's doing. Like the overcoaching, looking back and just scratching their heads. I mean, the, even with the quality players that he has, and like of De Bruyne and Silva and Sterling and uh, and Mares, Ferran Torres, Rodri. I mean, and now Grealish addition to the, add that added as well. You wouldn't think they'd have any problems, but yeah, apparently, apparently, apparently they do. And he's just recently upset the fans as well for lack of um, seat, um, attendance at one of their games. Is the saturation period starting? Is it is it is it beginning now? Very tiny signs with the overcoaching, uh, the saturation, critiquing the fans. It could, it, could, it could be coming to an end. Well, I know he's not renewing his contract. I know he's leaving at the, at the end of his contract, which I believe is next season, mm-hmm. his last season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and I know with him, with the way he coaches, the way he does his football, it is quite intense anyway. So. Mm-hmm. Maybe it is a case of the story is now just coming to a natural conclusion. Mm-hmm. And this is just the kind of, you know, the teething pains of, of transitioning out, being part of that club. But it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out throughout the season. Mm-hmm. Obviously, for them, they have lofty ambitions. They still want to get the big hoops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the Champions League. So mm-hmm. we'll see if they can actually turn that around. Mm-hmm. Switching from the team that aspire to win the Champions League to the team that actually did. Uh, you guys had a good result at the weekend. Um, what were your What were your thoughts looking at the game going into it, and of course, like with the outcome of how things went? You're always going to be nervous going into a London derby. I know they lost the previous weekend. I know we didn't do particularly well in there. Um, com- you're for conference, way for conference league game, but it's still North London derby. So you're always going to have that sense of apprehension of going in that it could go another way. I think as a fan, you naturally go go through with that. I didn't expect a steamrolling, but I did expect some sort of a win. But I have to admit, the first half had me a little bit worried. Mm. They started off really, really well. And fortunately for us, the odd moment that they had, the odd moments that they had, nothing much came for it. The one thing that did freak me out a little bit, despite the fact that he's a good player, was seeing Kepper in goal. I was just like, this was not supposed to happen, but okay, I'll I'll run with it. He had a good game. He had a good he quit, we kept he kept a clean sheet, so he definitely had a good game. And I know he did a good thing from Son as well. I think we kind of weathered the storm a little bit, but it was just second half, we came out flying, made that change from Mount to Kante, and it almost as if within three minutes we made the difference. Lovely header by Thiago Silva. Another unexpected deflected goal by Kante and another one by Rudiger. Lukaku didn't even score, but it just goes to show. I mean, none of our none of our, none of our forward players scored really, but it just goes to show you that like we've never needed to have like this. We've not come overly reliant on a twenty goal a year striker, which maybe hinders us hindered us within the league, but doesn't stop us scoring goals. So it's three more defensive minded players 
have scored goals. Second half performance just sums up why I think this championship push, with us included, is going to go into the distance because we've just shown that the goals are literally coming from all over the pitch. It was absolutely brilliant display and, you know, whether the score, clean sheet, three goals, mm. happy days, really. Yeah, I think what's, what's interesting as well is like you and Liverpool are neck on neck in terms of goals. It, actually, your results for all the games have been identical. Mm. Your <laughs> goal difference is exactly the same, which it would be because it's identical results and stuff. So mm. I think you guys are the two standouts right now mm-hmm. for the title. So you may not the level on points of you too. They seem to get their goal scoring up. Uh, and Brighton make up the rest of the top four, which is a nice little surprise. And we'll, we'll touch on them in a second. But I guess for you looking at, I'll, I'll stick with you a, a bit, but for looking at how the results have gone so far mm-hmm. and looking at how strong you look, where do you think there's a possible, like maybe stumbling block or something you need to overcome as the fixtures go on? Is there a game in mind that you think this is the game which could be really pivotal for our season? It's not going to be a big team because I just don't think it will be, and it's just not usually how it goes. It's going to be against a team that you're not really expecting to lose against, but you could also understand why you could draw against, because Chelsea have a few bogey, te- I like to say bogey teams coming along the way. We've just come over, over one with Aston Villa. They've had res- good results against us. You've also got like Southampton. We didn't beat them last year, so that could be a potential stumbling block. I know we've got Man City next, but... As much as I am wary of them, I'm, I've got way more confidence I had in the last few years now than I did before. Mm. I can see it coming up against, I don't know, who who could it be? It could, I mean, it could be a Brighton. Mm. It could even be a Brentford. A Brentford away, London, a London game away. First time in West London, big rivals, massively up for it and just holding absolutely firm a 92nd minute nick of a goal you n- you never really know um can you imagine if we do an invincible that'd be something that'd be something to talk about wouldn't it oh um uh we could all, but then again we could also easily do some well not not get the ideal result on saturday that yeah. could also there i'd rather take that than lose against a team that we're not really meant to lose to but i'm not really looking at it at the moment i'm just thinking that that because i think we're super informed we haven't lost a game yet since the start of the season so it's going to take a certain block of games. Christmas time. Yeah. Christmas time is one. We always normally struggle, struggle around Christmas. Last year was no different. So if there's any time we're going to really struggle, it's going to be some of the fixtures during Christmas. That's yeah. what I'm going to say. And of course, um, you know, Arsenal, we've got the, the TV beat on this weekend, the big North London derby. We're going to preview that in a bit. But do you think Tottenham really, because we, we said it last week about mm-hmm. not, taking the money from Kane for Kane. I know he scored in, in the Carabao Cup uh in midweek, so that's really good for him. But do you feel like they're gonna regret that decision, Craig? Yes. And do you feel like him staying is slowly hampering that I mean it's kind of hard to say is it is it hampering their season because mm. they've got a new coach. Mm. Obviously he's trying to implement his own style of football. They've got they've brought players back in from the cold like Delhi Ali's getting a look in again and other players who, you know, and Dombele is getting more minutes. So mm. do you feel like these first few games are just maybe like an ad- adaptation blip or are we starting to see serious problems at Tottenham Hotspur? I'll say a bit of both. Okay. I think the problem is that against Chelsea, for example, they had no shots on target, but they played well in the first half in the first, in the first couple of minutes and again, they were playing well. And I think, I think the manager, Chelsea manager made a great tactical change at half time. 
He took off Mason Mount and he brought on Kante. When he brought on Kante, that's when the game changed. That's when, Tot- that's when Tottenham just imploded. No, I don't think anyone saw that tactical change he made at half-time. I saw it and I thought, okay, he's taking off Mount, bringing on Kante. And when he brought on Kante, the game was changed. It changed the whole atmosphere of the game. The game has changed. Hmm. And I feel like with Tottenham, they, didn't, they had no answer to Kante and the team, how they played afterwards. There were times when Chelsea could have scored five or six. They could have scored even ten if they wanted to. I think Chelsea kind of let them off very lightly, lightly, <laughs> to be honest. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> they let them off lightly. And I feel that going into the North London derby, if they play that how they played the second half against, mm-hmm. then hopefully we can give them a nice little battering. Tuck them in nicely. <laughs> Tuck them in nicely. But we're we're, we're going to touch on that game in a bit. We're, we're going to switch over to the other game in the weekend that also finished 3-0, and that was Liverpool. Mm. You know, the, the main challenges for the title... I'll stay with you, Craig, on this one. So I think looking at the game, you know, Mane, Salah, Keita getting goals. Keita, you know, he, he's been a bit, it's been a very inconsistent time for him at, mm. at Anfield. He's, his injuries haven't been great. He's not been able to show what he can do. Mm-hmm. That goal was exceptional. It was an exceptional goal. And, I, and I'm hoping this is now him kickstarting mm. his kind of, um, you know, his Liverpool career and showing that he's the guy who can... In from a technical perspective, replace what Gerard offered to the team. But I guess looking at this result, 3-0 win against Crystal Palace at home, mm-hmm. very strong performance, the kind of match that Liverpool have a lot. It took a while to, to get that goal and they created a lot of chances. Crystal Palace are very resolute and can count themselves unlucky to have lost in a sense that they played well in parts. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. the attacking part of the game wasn't quite there, but defensively, I thought they were quite solid. Mm-hmm. Now, looking at Liverpool, do you feel like, okay, they're, they're, they're starting to shift the gears now and carry yeah. on what they're doing. I think so. I think the only thing that might stop them from winning the league again this season is injuries. Because they, they're picking up quite a few injuries now. Because mm. um, Harvey Elliott broke his ankle. Um, Thiago, so, Thiago um, and Hancho is injured. He has a calf injury, I think it is. Mm. And I think Firmino is still injured. So I feel like injuries are the only thing that will stop them from winning the league. Yeah, if they lose one of Mane and Salah, it really would, would be a wrap because I don't see where the goals mm. come from outside of those two. And and I think, um, who else? Uh, I think Mane and Salah are going to the um, African Cup of Nations in Jan- and I think Keita is going to African Cup of Nations in January. So that's going to be a bit of a hindrance for them as well. So well, maybe Klopp might have to bring in some replacement players. So I was going to say, I mean, don't be surprised if they don't dip into the market in January. They didn't really spend much this summer, which mm. has surprised a lot of the fan base. Uh, Klopp is obviously, you know, publicly saying, you know, that there's a lot of improvement you can have from within the squad, which is true. If Oxley, if Oxley chamberlain could stay fit for three months, that would be a very big, big use of, if Cater can stay fit. They may be able to get some, some gains from within the club. Mm-hmm. But you always want to bring in an extra something, extra special player from outside. And I know you guys saw that with Lukaku and the impact he's had on your team. Mm-hmm. So I think looking at looking at them as your rivals, what would you say from this game is something to keep in mind that as this title race heats up? Well, they've got two centurions in the, in the space of a week. First Mo Salah and then now Sadio Mane. So like we said before, whatever wobble Mane had looks like he's kind of on the up and looking like he's almost over it. I, f- I see some similarities in the way that they do have goals, the potential to have goals from literally not just the front three. It's just that their front three is just known for being like supremely deadly. Like I said, if Ox stays fit, he can score a goal. Naby Keita, he's shown that he's got, I think two of the goals I remember from him clearly, he scored more, but two of them have been actual screamers. So he's got that in his locker. 
Jordan Henderson's gonna come up with something. Mm. Harvey Elliott, you know, touching wood, he's you know, I think he's on the mend. He's shown that he can do it too. They've still got Curtis, was it Curtis Jones? Curtis, yeah, Curtis, Curtis Jones. Jones. Yeah. Curtis Jones. And uh, who else? Who else do they think they can? Who's comes up with a goal? Minamino. I mean, if he ever gets a chance to play, Jota, Jota and, yeah. and, and Jota as well. So, while I do agree the fact that if they do get in, an injury and other com- other commitments can get in the way, they do at least know they can get goals from other places. And those so those goals, especially especially caters, if. If he can pick up and start hitting the ground running with that form that we know that he had at Leipzig, he's a good player. He's a bit of an enigma. And I think mm. we're gonna it's it's always fun, really fun to have a player like that in your team because you don't know what they're gonna do, and probably sometimes they don't know what they're gonna do. <laughs> mm. You know, it's just it's just kind of good. The, in, it's almost, the inconsistency almost kind of helps him a little bit in a way, just give him that extra bit of mystery and adventure. So I'm more worried about Liverpool than I am about City right now, purely because those front three, in especially those front two with 100 goals between them, we're always going to be even part of the conversation. So I, if, if there's a team that bothers, bugs me the most right now, granted we played them already, it is indeed Liverpool. Yeah, they're, they're going to be a tough outfit to beat. I think they're, especially as, as the games go on, they have a good way of just ramping up their performances. And of course, the third team in this in this debate about the title or the race for the title is, of course, Manchester United had a very interesting week of results against West Ham. They did a great job beating them 2-1 in the league. We'll start off there. Ronaldo scores again. Uh, right place, right time. Very it's a typical you know, mm-hmm. trademark goal that he's now made his own. Uh, starting with you, Craig. I mean, I want to start off with West Ham because they went 1-0 up in mm-hmm. this game. Yeah. And for large parts of it, they managed to frustrate Manchester United. And But for a brilliant piece of play from Jesse Lingard, they might have gotten away with, with the points. Of course, we have Frank no- uh, Mark Noble's penalty in the 19- in the, when he came off the bench, which was so unfortunate. Mm. Uh, a great save from De Gea. It's not the worst penalty in the world, but um, you know it happens sometimes in football. Looking at you know West Ham, I think they're going to have a really good season. I think so, definitely. Most definitely gonna have a good season. I did say at the start of the season they're gonna have another good season again because I feel like they bought well and the players they kept they didn't they didn't really sell any players in the summer. They kept their whole core of their team. Yeah, they let they let go Haller. Haller left, but no, he left in January. Okay, yeah. So they bought they bought um not they, missed. They didn't bring they didn't bring any but he's doing Philippe well. Like, Philippe Anderson, he was he he left. Yeah, he went, he went back to Lazio, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah he went back yeah. to Lazio. But yeah, but I think what they 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 spent the money wisely on good players. I think they wanted to get Lingard. And Lingard said he wants to stay at United and fight for his place. But I really think West Ham done well. Mm. I think they were unlucky for the Ronaldo goal. Ronaldo, Ronaldo was offside. He looked offside and he came back onside again, and his arm. His arm was offside. But you literally. can't score with your arm. So let's not do that. Come on. <laughs> I know you can't score with your arm, but still, he, he was in an offside position. It doesn't matter. He came back and it looked a bit, it was very but, borderline. But the, but the rules have changed now. So it's yeah. all about face of play. Last yeah. season, it would have been offside, but this season, it was It's a Man United yeah. goal. It's a Man United goal. Typical Man United goal. But, but Jesse, Lingard's, Jesse Lingard's goal was world-class, top-class goal. Excellent goal. Cutting on his right foot, bang, top bins. And I feel that West Ham were lucky for the penalty as well because like... Mark Noble has been very good at penalties from West Ham. He's been a Mr. Reliable. I don't think I think it's his first penalty he's missed in a long time. Mm. And I think I think the reason why they brought him on to score the penalty, and I think he wasn't warmed up properly anyway. I mean, I, I don't see the thing for me is when a goalkeeper says a penalty, I don't really classify it as missed, depending on on like where they put it. 
Yeah. If it's down the middle and he catches it, that's a miss for me. Yeah. If you pick a side, the mm. keeper also gets picked the same way. That's the save. So for me, it's like because because that requires effort. Mm. So he's picked a corner. He, you know, he's gone right hand side. Keeper's left, and yeah. he thought that should be enough. But the height, it's a saveable height. Mm. Uh, and it's 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 a save from a goalkeeper who's done the research. Mm. So I, I, it's it's unlucky, mm-hmm. and it's it happens. You know, another day it would have been it would have been you know captain captain. I mean, not even another day. Literally, <laughs> you know, <laughs> a couple of days ago in in the Carabao Cup, they they just showed that they they can they can do the business against Man United. <laughs> and I feel like that defeat to me is 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 going to now add more pressure on on Ole Gunnar Solskjaer because that's another trophy opportunity that he's passed up I think someone said that's now 18 trophies that he could have won at May United that they've missed out on 18 if you 18. count if you, if, you, if, you, see, if you go every season you get four yeah. to win that's 18 that wow. he's missed out on how many years has he been at United now? long enough to at least I don't know <laughs> Um, like it's it's just it's just now his fourth. He game he came mid season twenty nineteen. So twenty twenty nineteen or twenty eighteen. Twenty nineteen. Get I, I remember it clear as day because that was a game he the, the year when they they beat PSG with that fluky penalty. Oh, do you know why it's eighteen trophies? Because they were in the Champions League. They yeah. got locked out. They went for league and lost it. That's these people are their master. I feel I feel the problem is like with Oli. Like he has to win something in the season or he's gone. They can't. There can't be any more. Um, uh, let's give him a chance. Let's give him a chance because he's having so many chances now. Mm. I know when Sir Alex Ferguson first came to Man United and they struggled. They didn't win trophy for good. But the difference, but the difference is, is once they won trophy, no, no, uh, the he difference was he is was proven. He was a winner before then. Yeah, he was proven. And that. He was proven. Yeah. Just Aberdeen. Time. Yeah, he just needed time. Mm. That was it. And with Oli, I I don't know how much better he's gonna get. But the concerning thing is now he's you've got. You see, prior, you see, with having winners like Pogba in your squad, mm. that creates pressure. And Ronaldo. Wait, let me get to him. You okay. add Fernandez, who is who, like you can tell, playing for Man United is like a dream for him because the way he talks about it, the way he talks about the winning culture and that kind of stuff, you can see he gets it. That's two powder kegs you've got in your squad, and now you add Ronaldo. The man who ha- whose who's training stand, look, listen, his standards are so ridiculous. Like on his initiation weekend, obviously the players, they can all have dessert if they want to. He didn't eat dessert. No one had dessert. No one had dessert at all. They all just left it. He sets ridiculously high standards for himself. And so you have that in your dressing room. It's not easy. It's not going to be easy. So I, I guess for you, mm-hmm. again, you, you've made that transition of having a player coach, a former player as manager and moving them on when things aren't working out. What what is it going to take for Man United to see that he really isn't the man, or rather, what does Oli need to do to turn it around? So you can pick whichever one you want to answer from that question. He has this season because, because like you said before, you got players like Pogba, you got players like Varane, you got players like Ronaldo, three decorated players, World Cup winners, Champions League winners, league winners, serial winners in this team. That's before I get to the rest of the squad, before I even get to that, you know, like, yeah, your Maguire's, your Fernandez, who I think should be captain of the main night anyway. I think Fernandez, he was captain at Lisbon. I don't, I don't he know. He was captain. Oh. I mean, he was captain. I, not, I, I agree with Matthew there, you know. I, I think he should I, be captain. I, I, captain I, feel, I feel like Maguire's doing a good job, you know. He's doing a, he's it's doing, a good job for all of us. He's Let's keep it as it is. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not, let's not put a winner in the, in the captain's seat yeah let's keep you're welcome there. you're welcome by the way but um yeah 
the fact that he's missed out on so many trophy opportunities, last one being the closest they're coming to against a Villarreal team that they should have beaten. How much more does he need? How much more money does he need? I think he spent nearly a billion. He's almost got a whole new back line. He's got probably the world's one of the world's greatest players in front and a World Cup winner in midfield who is stifled. Mm. What more do you... What more do I, you I'll want? I'll be honest. I feel like they needed the central midfielder more, they do. more than a striker this summer because they have enough goals in their squad. So I feel like... If, if I'm going to be a little bit kind, and I don't know why I want to be kind to him, I'm going to no. give him a little bit of benefit of doubt. I think having a striker, a midfielder rather, that, that holding midfielder to start the playoff would change the, the outlook for them. Definitely. I feel like they're going to come very, very, very close. But I think that's going to be the, cha- the, the, the key change point. Because at the end of the day, no matter how well they attack, no matter how many goals they can score, when as good as your defense is, it's that transition. There's games mm. they've played this season where they've struggled getting the ball forward because it's almost like McTominay hides on the pitch very well. Fred, they, they try well, but they just, they're just not it. They're nah, just not it. They're not it. Was it him, Matic, we brought Matic when he was already done. Matic hasn't got the legs anymore. I mean, like, he tries. He does Bless try. him, he tries. But you can see he ain't got the legs anymore. Nah, he, he left him at Chelsea. He plays, like he's got, he plays like he's got a Zimmer frame on the pitch. That's why we sold him. Oh, he can't even move anymore. It's like shift. Oh, my legs shift. Oh, I mean, pop the ball. No, oh, it's not I popping it. I forgot he was still even there. I forgot. I actually forgot he was actually still in United Water. But even when the midfield, the, the, the weak midfield, and he was still there. I was like, mm. it's, it, seems, it just seems strange to me. But I just see, I see similarities between Pogba. I see similarities between Fernandez. So that's one problem. They need someone to do their, the dirty donkey work. Mm. Like, I'm... I believe that was like what, 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 what Matic done. Fred, he ain't lacking it. McTominay is good, but he's more of a, he's still, he's a squad player for me. He's always going to be a squad player. Yep. Mm. That money, you're right. That money could have gone from Ronaldo on someone like that. Someone to, to that for, the, for that position, I think for someone young like Sancho, who he needs time, he's going to get used to the Premier League and get enough So long in the Bundesliga. Sancho don't look good right now. I'm he d- sorry to say, he don't mm. look good. I he's, mean, he's really, he just doesn't look good. I think, the, I think the problem is he's never played in the Premier League. It's not about you know, that. It's just And the tactics, is, the way how they're playing is not really helping him either. He ain't doing the basics right. Do you he's feel like not he, having... Do you feel like they bought him just because... No to, to buy him. To, to, just so no one else could have him. I think so. Because Chelsea was sniffing around him, but we didn't want to pay that money. At Man United will pay that money. Mm. Like, I mean, I'm not saying he won't be good. I think he will be good. But I think after spending all that money, after all the hype from the Euros and all the support that he deservedly got, mm. was that kind of a bit of a, there's a, there's a term for that, that sort of thing where it's like a, a wholesome Feel good moment, sort of thing, mm. to bring him back to the one of the most historic, the v most one of the most historic clubs in England. Mm. Was that the kind of thing to just get, get that spirit of the Manchester, the whole well, Manchester United thing? Or because is that what it was? He's not a counter-attacking player. He's, I mean, I know at Dortmund they did play counter-attacking football in phases, mm. but he's more, he's a dribbler. He's a player that take, gets the ball and takes players on in that way. Yeah, and plays a combination play. But there's so player, yeah. they don't really have that at the moment. The other issue you've, you've got is that. When Rashford's back fit, that's where he that's where he's best suited. He's not quite a centre forward right now. He's not really the right. He doesn't work. Out. So you've got two players that want to play in the same position. Young Greenwood can play anywhere, but Money Mays is the right hand side. That's his, and Ronaldo's up front. So when when it, <laughs> I mean it's a good problem to have when everyone's back fit. Yeah. The problem is it doesn't look like good squad planning, but unfortunately, yeah. I mean Sancho needs time. Mm. 
But when he's struggling in all the games he's playing in, it is it's it's concerning, mm. and it is a concern. It's right very now. very concerning. You know, like I said, I forgot that Rashford could have come back and look at the massive crusading he's doing right now for young wanting to eat, and the fact that he's like doing what he did at the Euros, and he's still got. I forget how young this boy even is. Like he's still got so much time on his hands, mm. and he's a Manchester from the ground up, born and bred through the system, mm. and someone's just coming like an upstart just come in just to take his place. Um, more experienced managers will know how to handle this. Mm. I don't. I doubt if Oli has the stones to deal with that much ego, especially as the players who play for him were more, were way more successful than playing for the same club. Mm. He has got a a good but potentially an explosive problem along his way. He's got a lot of players he wants to please, and there's a reason why sometimes you don't have two mavericks in a team. Fernando Alonso and Lewis Hamilton didn't work. Fernando, Lewis Hamilton and Nico Rosberg didn't work. He now has to make those difficult decisions with all those that, that ego there. Mm. Um, this could it could be it could implode. At some point, if it, if he keeps dropping out comp- competitions, he already he's already at the Carabao Cup mm. and the Champions League. They lost their first game mm-hmm. and. You let, should, let, let them lose yeah. the second game. Let them lose the second game and see what happens. Who's the next game against? That's the thing. It's, it, I mean, West Ham got a good defence and that was a, probably a first good test. Mm-hmm. But we need a team with a really strong rock. You're not getting through kind of defence. Villarreal. <laughs> Is it actually? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's Champions League. That's the next game. Oh, at home. the humble. I think the issue is as well is that. Um, that is, there's going to be some games when it's going to rest Ronaldo Ronaldo's not going to be want to be rested some games are going to take off Ronaldo Ronaldo's going yeah. to play and you know Ronaldo how he is already with his ego he's going he to, wants to play he wants to play you're going to have players like Rashford's going to, I just said Rashford's going to come back soon mm. um, and Rashford and Sancho play in the same position it's going to be hard to keep all the players happy that, that, you know didn't you, did you say yeah that's, that's what you said about the whole thing where no mm. one ate if he don't eat dessert I don't deserve. You don't. Now I get that coming from a a leadership point of view. A leadership point of view. And if there's anyone I want to learn from, it's going to be someone like him with what he's done. Never mind the trophies he won, but the fact that he pushes himself so hard to get better and better and better. And I get that. But it's a bit like the whole Mourinho thing you said last time, where a lot of players thrive from it, but a lot of them really don't like it. Mm. I'm just thinking there could be a thing where like I get your Ronaldo. I get you're one of the greats. You're up there. I I get it. But I don't like the fact you're coming in and doing this. Even for all that he has done, a lot of players are going to be like, okay, why? Why? I think I think when that can kick, when that will probably start happening is when they have like set pieces and like when they start getting penalties and yeah. kicks. And it's like, because now Fernandez is the main guy for both of those. When it, What's going to happen going forward if it win the penalty? Is it going to be? Will Fernandez still take the ball, or will, or will he just, or will he just look over, and Cristiano will just look at him and say, "I'm not. Like, do I have to ask?" Thank you. But he's, he is a, he does play for Portugal, and Ronaldo takes everything for Portugal. So I know, but at the night night, it's, it's all Fernandez. So, so yeah, we'll see yeah, how literally, they, how they yeah, then we'll see how they, then we'll see how it goes. We could see a civil war. 
I mean, it'll be interesting. Ooh, Rashford takes penalties as well. And Rashford, oh, wow. Yeah, well. And free kicks. Rashford's good at free kicks as well. Rashford's good at free kicks. He's good at free kicks. Oh, what so problem better, to have. better than Ronaldo What free problem kicks. to have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but everyone likes to, that likes to dream of Ronaldo just banging one in top corner. So the, so the fans will want to see him try. But the players? He will, he will want to <laughs> try himself. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then the stewards will be like, oh, God, no. <laughs> he might, yeah, he might, he might knock on one of the stewards or something. Oh, <laughs> stewards like, really? Not again? Oh, this is going to be mad. Oh, this is... This is actually proving to be a lot of fun. This is actually going to be mm. so, so interesting. It's mm. more than just a, a shirt seller. Is he there for a genuine challenge? I don't know. But, oh, it's going to be a civil war. It's going I, to I, be a I civil think war. he's definitely there for the challenge. You don't, yeah, go, you don't go back to your old club if, if you don't have an ambition to win. So he I won. think yeah, he definitely like, does. He won, yeah. The problem is going to be, will Ole be able to help match his ambition? Because, like, that's where really the problems could lie. If, if these bad results... You know, there's, there's a handful of little bad results, but there's a pattern in all these games. Mm. And if these patterns continue to play out, this could become an issue. This is his last chance. So we'll go over from one manager who's potentially looking down the barrel of last chance saloon to another manager that is definitely on last chance saloon, but keeps saving himself every week. And that's Mikel Arteta and Arsenal. And of course, we had a nice little cheeky 1-0 win over at Burnley at Turf Moor. Odegaard with a sensational free kick. Some really good defensive work again from the back five, uh, the um, you know the famous five as I'm going to start calling them. What do you think uh, is Mikel slowly starting to win you over? Hmm. You know, don't answer that. that don't answer that. <laughs> question. What do you think of the game? <laughs> it was a good game to watch, but I just wish we could have scored more goals. But we were solid at the back. Gabriel was barking orders at players. Hmm. He looked like a real leader. His English has improved a lot as yeah, well. Yeah, and he's 23 years old. Hmm. So he could be a future captain. Between him and Tin, he could be future captains for Arsenal. Hmm. I feel he's getting, the more better he gets with his English, he's getting better with his English, and the more he gets used to the league even more. Hmm. He, he'll be a, him and Ben White when they get a good, they're getting a good relationship now. Hmm. So if them two can stay fit for the whole season with um, the right back and the same back four and the hmm. goalkeeper, I think we could do well. Yeah, I, f- I feel like for me, like Leno is not getting back in the starting eleven for the league for mm. a while. I just don't see it mm. because it's like th- th- these are the soft factors in football that make a big difference. Uh, and that was one of the things. David De Gea, when he first came in, that was one of the biggest problems with him at United was, was he just couldn't handle corners mm. and crosses. And I know that the coaching staff made a massive effort on working on it with him f- throughout the whole of that season just to get him to just command this area. It's like, this is not Spain. You won't get protected when you get touched. You have to do your job. Yes, and I feel like with Leno, he's he's not, he, he's, he, he talks, but he's not really a shouter. And Ramsdale, you can tell he's got that that Northern fire in him. I think the all the loans he's had all over, over the different clubs and different leagues has really kind of helped boost him up. Are you, would you say you're, what do you think about Arsenal's slow resurgence? Well, against, well, no, with all due respect, against the teams you were playing, like likes of Norwich, and Burnley, it sh- it w- it sh- it was coming like the mm. other teams I expected you to be. But when I take a little bit of a look, there are signs of improvement. Like mm. Ramsdale is looking at that like that spot is his with that no nonsense attitude that he has. Mm. Which you know, if that with the Northern voice when it gets deep and loud, you're gonna listen to it. Um, your defense, you I mean you kind of had a uh, you have a, uh, a decent defense when you have the, when you play the right players like your mm. Gabriels, your <laughs> Ben Whites, your Tommy Asus, yeah. and um, Kieran yeah, Tierney's. Yeah. You know that 
the, the defence is good. Going forward was never your issue. I still think there's kind of a bit of a hole in midfield. Definitely. Filling with a, you know, a bassoon-shaped hole, I'm just saying. Mm -hmm. um, but you're looking, you're definitely looking a lot more, not solid, but together from the, from the, from the first three games. Mm -hmm. You're definitely looking a lot more together. Your thing will be now is when the harder tests do come. Like this weekend, the North London derby, when everyone's everyone's always up for it, and the challenge just the the pride is is at stake. Mm -hmm. It's gonna be very interesting to see how your team copes with that little bit more of a challenge because you will be facing better players. Mm. Um, but you're definitely turning a corner. There's work still to be done with your guys. Still work to be done with you know maybe with the tactics and definitely with who needs to be in your team, who doesn't need to be in your team anymore, but. The you've t the corner slightly, but you're getting there. You're getting there. You're you're slowly climbing up the mountain. So, mm. where well, we should, I think, but we'll see after the North London derby just to see where you're really at. Yeah, I think the North London derby is going to be the the big test because mm. to, like looking at the fixtures we had anyway, we always it was always a four game run, mm. and that will be game three, four to four. No, no, I don't count the cups. Okay, so yeah, the game three, three yeah, of, the, of the run. It's the cup games. I mean, it's yeah. like, although you could give the cup games, you could say the cup games. So four, technically five, if you count midweek. So, but for me, this is like this is the one mm -hmm. where if you really want to show that you properly turned the corner, I think there needs to be a performance. Needs to be more goals. This game in particular, I think I know Berlin did their usual. The grass is <laughs> a bit long. It was dry. So the you know, so, like. Some of our attacking play was really good. Mm -hmm. Just the final pass wasn't quite right. So clearly, he, you know, he, he's he's got a lot of things working. I still think it's too too co too overcoached. It's too rehearsed. Mm. It's too dependent on patterns, and there's not enough individuality in that players being able to just be spontaneous and kind of do their combinations. So that's going to be the big thing. Obviously, Spurs are in a bit of a weird downturn. They had a, had a win in mid midweek, but. There's a bit something's a bit wrong there. We beat them, we be level on points. Oh, our goal difference is atrocious, so we might <laughs> need to score three or four to really start to look interesting. But it's it you know it doesn't take much to turn around your fortunes. Mm -hmm. But the big question is going to be, will he? Will it all come together? The massive benefit this season is having no European football, so we've got all the time in the work in the week to to kind of focus on it. Mm. If you're going into this game the weekend against Spurs, what would you do? How would you set the team up? Be solid at the back and go all out attack and just go for goals. Who, who, who would you, what would be your starting 11? In goal, it has to be Ramsdale. Mm. The same back four. Okay. Ramsdale, the right back. Tommy Yassi, Ben White, Gabriel and Tierney. If Tierney's fit. Okay. Midfield. Mm. Jack is back available. No, I won't play him. <laughs> Sorry. That was, that was quick. <laughs> Sorry, I won't play him. No, he can't. he's been out for a couple, he had COVID and he's been out for a couple of games and I think this is a high-paced game and he, and he and you don't want him to make a mad, a bad challenge and he gets red-carded again. So I'll play players with more, with more legs and more movement. Okay. So I'll play, either I'll play um, Partey mm -hmm. and maybe Maitland-Niles okay. and then play, mm. um, in number 10, I'll play Odegaard. Okay. On the right, Saka. Okay. On the left, Pepe or Saka Pepe, right or left. And up front, I'll play Aubameyang. A smith on the bench. Yeah. Or, mm. or now you got to pick your team. No, no, no. no. Yeah. Lacazette. I might play Bami on the left and play Lacazette up front because 
Lacazette's got a good record against Tottenham. He always scores against them. The bench is a great place to come off. <laughs> <laughs> well, I keep I keep the team that I said anyway. I keep a man up top, um, Pepe on the right and um, Saka on the left, and the team I said, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So for you, Matthew, looking ahead, looking at that game in particular, what would you, what do you think Arsenal needs to do to to make it uh, three league wins in the on the bounce and five wins in a row? Go All for comps. it. Mm. Go for it. It's not enough to get the win. You need to see the performance. You need to see the pride that if you're going to, if if you want this guy to stay, if you want Arteta to still have a job, you got to play play for him. Regardless of I think whether he's good enough, I don't think that he is. He is, he, he's, he's there. Mm. You have recently started to turn the corner. So, you know, try and at least, you know, f- f- fight for the guy. You need to see some, some prides, some grit, some determination, get the crowd going. You're playing at the Emirates, you're playing at home, get that, get that fire going. Give the fans, you know, unite the fans, you know, after a difficult start for you guys, mm. you know, and then it's supposed to be a difficult year for you guys, you know, with all the, you know, the, the you know, lack of European football and the poor finishing is in the league. It's time to, I think for you guys, you need to unite and get to agree on in order to do, to get behind. I think that those that really doubt him are wanting to see some sort of performance and some kind of passion in the team. Mm. I think once people start seeing that, they might be like, mm, you know what, we're starting, maybe, you know, something could come from this, you know, a lack of European football is a, can be taken from what, when we did it, when we won the league, it can be a big, big plus. Because sometimes it's just a distraction. You're not really competing in it. So I think a, a result, but also a performance. Some mm. just digging in, dig, digging real deep. And I think you could come away with a result. Yeah, I think that's going to be the big thing. I think the, the performance is going to be as equally important as the result. I think for a lot of fans, okay, we've got we've, we've been winning, but it's not been from an attacking point of view it's not been as great as we'd want no. defensively we, you know there's been a few shaky moments here and there but on the whole I feel like th- this back five looks like they they, they complement each other really well mm-hmm. just makes you, it just makes you wonder like how much of an upgrade would William Saliba be in that back line instead of Ben White but uh, you know we'll have to wait and see I, I hope he has the future at Arsenal if not the manager can see the door um, <laughs> Brighton like I said they're fourth in the league right now they had a nice little cheeky win over Leicester. Mm-hmm. Their game coming up this weekend is against Palace on Monday. That's going to be That's one. a derby. It's a very a derby interesting game. A derby game. game. Is it at the Amex? Yes. Yeah. Mm. No, it's at uh, Selhurst. Ooh. Palace are at home. So that that's going to be a really big one. I think looking at their game, game, they had I mean, obviously a, lot, a late win. No, not late win. But, well, 2-0 up against Leicester and Vardy got uh, a goal to make it 2-1 and that was it really great defending mm-hmm. really strong performance from them I think that, you know Graham Potter is definitely auditioning to be a manager that if if a certain man in N5 loses his job I don't think he would be a bad shout to replace him football is good but um, with Brighton, I think they've built a very interesting project. I have no idea what their ambitions are for this season, but it's very interesting watching them be up there. Mm. You know, five games, 12 points, three goal difference. We've always known them to be good defensively. Mm. It's like the goals, are, last season, their biggest issue was they'd make chances, not score. It's like the goals are slowly starting to come. Mm. I'll, I'll speak to you first, Craig. What are you most impressive when you see Brighton play and looking at this result in particular? 
they they got they got players with Premier League experience. They've got Adam Lallana, they've got people like Danny Welbeck who've been in the league, won the league of United. You've mm. got um Lallana's won the league in Liverpool. So I feel like they they bought ex- they've got experienced players and they've got the young players like Basuma, who's very hungry. They sold Ben White for fifty million and they got a good def- they got people like Shane Duffy who came who was on loan at Celtic last season. He looks like a new player. He looks like a new, like a brand new player. Hmm. He didn't play well at Celtic last season, but he looks re- revitalized. Like he just refreshed. They got players like um, Lewis, Lewis Dunk, Dunk him, yeah. and Dan Byrne as well, the big tall defender. He hmm. looks decent, and they got they got a good team. They got Tarek Lamptey just come back from injury. They got yeah. some. They got some decent players. Yeah, and, and, and Welbeck's and, getting and, goals again. And, so. and they got, got the right back as well, that Spanish right back. He looks decent from yeah. Barcelona. Yeah. He's class. I was watching him again uh, against Leicester. On, I was watching the match today, and I was watching the way they were showing, analyzing his game, and I was watching the way how he makes runs. He was out, he was out blowing their their Leicester left and right midfielder, just going past them like they weren't even there. He and I think they they got. I know Arsenal got them soon in the league, but I think I think Brighton they got they they, they know how to they can they can sell players for to big money, and they can reinvest in their squad and still not struggle. Last season, as you said, they struggled a bit with goals, but this season they're scoring more goals. I think Potter's doing a great job, and I think him to be a future potential future Arsenal manager, it's not it's not, not a bad shot. It's not, out of yeah. it's not a bad shot. I mean, I guess it's going to be a really interesting game for both of them. So, you know, with, with Palace, who have been on a good run, obviously didn't quite go their way this week. But that, I, I think that's, that's to me, that's one of our, one of the many six-point games of the weekend. Mm. Do, do you see Palace pulling off a shock? I, I say a shock when shock looking at the table, obviously Palace have had some good games this season. They had to hit the post quite a few times against Liverpool. They were very mm. unlucky, didn't quite get the, the early goal. Mm. Do you think they could pull it off or do you think Brighton are going to have a bit too much for them? Purely on the football that they play, I think Brighton are gonna. I think they're gonna win it. I mm. don't think it's gonna be an absolute whitewash, but I do think the standard of football that they have so far, the players that they have, Graham Graham Potter. I don't know what's going on in his mind, but the the the, the tactics and the play that he produces is really underrated. Mm. If they keep this up, regardless of who wins the league, if there's ever another candidate for manager of a season he should probably get it and that's all mm. purely of what I'm seeing right now with Palace again like I said before I get a sense of youth I get a sense of energy that South London style young mm. talented players you know from you know building from the ground up and he got a youngish manager yeah I know Patrick Vieira but he's he's something younger than some of the other managers in in the Premier League and I think that you know if they can bring the energy they brought against Spurs, they'll be up for it. I still don't see them winning, but I think they'll give Brighton something to think about. But I just, I just see at the moment Brighton just having football-wise, squad-wise, and tactic-wise and efficiency-wise. I just see Brighton having that little bit more organisation mind. It says um, Potter having more experience in the Premier League. Mm. It's gonna be a good game. Even if it's a 1-0, 2-1, I reckon the, the, the sheer sophisticated football that Brighton play against Palace's energy. Fingers crossed, that's what I really, I really, really want. I think Monday night is going to be a very fun game. Hmm. And of course, we've got two early kickoffs at the weekend. We've got both, which is unusual for a weekend like this. We've hmm. got both Chelsea and Manchester United kicking off. Separate games mm. at half twelve. You've got Chelsea City, Man City, Aston Villa. Well, when when is the Chelsea Man City? Both at half twelve on, on Saturday. Saturday. 
Wow, I know. It's very unusual. Are they gonna both be on Sky on BT or? We, I think I know. I think ours is on B. I think ours is on BT. Yeah. Okay, but sure, either sure. way, it's very unusual to have two big two big teams together on the mm. weekend like that with early kickoffs. Mm. Man United will be hoping to kind of get back to winning ways in from a obviously they won in the league, but from overall because they lost in midweek uh, against Aston Villa, it's gonna be very interesting. But I guess mm. for your game to start off with that, hmm. oh. This could be the this could set the cat amongst the pigeons because Brentford uh Liverpool is the last game of the day, a half mm-hmm. five. So they will know whatever happens. And potentially if you both draw, if you draw and May United draw, mm-hmm. they could start to build a gap. Mm. And it's early days, but we all know in the league you don't want to be playing catch up at any point in time. D- does this add extra pressure? on your players to perform and get those three points against the Man City team that will not play as badly as they played the other day. It does. It really, really does. This is one another one of those big tests coming up towards the end of September. Um <laughs> I'm always gonna be wary of a Man City team even without a recognised striker, you know, you know of why I know Gabriel Jesus might score blooming actually now I've said that. Um they're still Man City. They're still, I think, probably one of the best teams in the Premier League, if not probably the best, mm. in terms of their squad, their management, the experience they have, the quality that they play. Because City, they're, they're very, very measured. They're very, very calm. And they'll play you down and break you down and find a way. The Champions League final was one of the most annoying games because mm. uh, you can just you just know they will find some kind of way. So I'm not going to go into this game. I'm not going to be naive and say I'm going to this game oh we're going to go ahead and smash them because that might not be the case what I'm not expecting is a loss I think we're good enough to get a result from them even if it's a draw a nil-nil draw 1-1-2-2 I think our squad is probably the strongest it's been for the past five or six years you know with a proper recognised striker two recognised backup strikers two recognised backup goalkeepers array of defence in midfield I think, you know, we're finally level on level, team on team. We're able to compete with them head on. Hmm. Like almost to the point where there's not really a lot to kind of pull us apart. Hmm. You know, they will always have the thing where they go ahead and score all these goals, but we'll always have a really strong defense. It's, it's a very, it's like we've met in the middle for this clash. So, while I would love to, I'm always going to believe my my team will win. Hmm. I don't think it's going to be a walk away, but at bare minimum, I'm expecting a draw. At hmm. bare bare minimum, and that's all I'm going to take. That's interesting. What, what what are you expecting from that big game, Craig? Well, Chelsea's got Man City's number from the Champions League final and the league last season. But, that's true. But you never know. Football's a very strange game. Hmm. But sometimes the people. I said Chelsea going to the game as favourites, but I feel Man City. If they don't, if they play better than how they played against Southampton last week, it could be a very interesting game. As Matthew said, I think it could be a draw. A draw would be good for both teams because you don't want and neither team wants Man City can't afford to lose because they lose, it'd be the second game of loss of the season, mm-hmm. and if Chelsea lose, it'd be their first game. And they said if Liverpool are playing against Brentford and Liverpool beat Brentford, then Liverpool will be ahead of. Head of the will be head of the pack. Well, you never mm. know. I mean, it could be funny. You could both draw. Liverpool could lose. Anything <laughs> could happen. That's what I'm saying. Because it, it is in an know, ideal world. You, just could, you never know. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be very, very interesting to see what happens in those games. 
you know what? Before, like, let's switch up a little bit. So, obviously, you've had quite a lot of games, so a lot of performances. We're five games into the league season so far. Who's been your standout player in the league this season so far? I'll start with you, Matthew. Standout player so far? Hmm. Well, even though he, hasn't, he didn't play the last game or so, Antonio was a, a flash because of his record-breaking goal exploits. Mm. Um, Eve Basuma, just because of the level of stat, the standard he has playing at um, Brighton. Mm. Lately, Ivan Tony. Yeah. Ivan Tony of late is starting to kind of relish the Premier League challenge. He's really, really right, rising and standing up to, you know, what's expected. And even though he might not be necessarily scoring all the goals, he's leading in that kind of team spirit sort of thing and bringing them mm. from the front. He's not skipper. He's not captain, is he? No, no, He's not a captain, but you can tell the pride that he has um, from a championship game, you know, that record-breaking goals he scored in the championship. He might not necessarily get it here, but he's going to he's gonna dig deep and he's going he's gonna to fight. Mm. And you've seen now that I think they've only lost one game. Um, they had a great win against Wolves. And he's he was a big integral part of that, actually. Mm. Uh, who else have it? Um, do I dare say Lukaku as well? Do I dare say Lukaku? He's come back, hit the ground running like he never left the Premier League. He's more complete player than he ever. He's more complete. Had time to grow from his time for May United and then into now at Chelsea, yeah. taking it by storm, taking charge. You know, making us that much more of a threat. Do I stick with someone like Lukaku? Always like to have five because I think five's a good round. So I got Lukaku. I said Tony. I said. Basuma. said Antonio. And I said Antonio. I want to have one more kind of... I can't pick just one because it's really... I think it's... It starts being really, really like impressive from a lot of certain players. Ooh, one more player who I think's kind of started off really well. I don't know. I really don't know. I've only got four at the moment. Well, I'll, I'll let really you have know. a think and see if the Let me have a think. Let me get that up. fifth one. Yeah, Craig, who would you say has been your, your player or players of the season so far? Mason Greenwood. Money Im- Mays. Money May, yeah. The, the impact had this season, like the way he's played so well. Um, he's scoring goals, he's getting confident. He'll be England regular. Watch the space. He will be. He'll be England regular. Definitely. And I think the next person was Harvey Elliott. He was playing so well for Liverpool before he got his injury. Hmm. He was in the first team. Certain Sydney players who were played in the who, he was ahead of certain players who were regular starters. That's true. Definitely bench Cater. Yeah. He benched Henderson as well. Well, Henderson's fitness, but yeah. okay. He definitely benched, benched the Ox. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, so I think, says a I lot. Think, I think, yeah, hopefully he comes back from his injury stronger. Mm. Wish him all the best. Yeah, um, good. Who else has been good? Um, Rafinha for Leeds. Mm. He's been decent, yeah. He looks, he stepped off his game from last season. Obviously, he's coming to a new league and all that. He looks decent. I like him. Mm. And who else do I like as well? I like the new right back at Arsenal. He looks decent. Yeah. I think he looks very good. And look, the the new centre mid we've got as well, Lokonga. He looks all right. Yeah. I think once he gets more experience and understands the league, he him and, and have a good partnership, he looks all right. Hmm. And um, who else can I think of has done well this season? Um, who else? That right back who plays for Brighton, Spanish. I think he's Spanish. I can't remember his name. Spanish okay. right back. He's decent. I watched him last week and I watched the way how he plays. He's he's very forward thinking. But he's very good defensively as well. If if the ball's going back, he'll make the right runs. He's very pacey. He's very um aware. He makes a good pass. He brings that energy in that team. He's decent. 
And I'll say, um, who else? One more player. Um, I have to say with Matthews or Lukaku. Because everyone, when it was at England, when it was at United, his final season at United, everyone written him off, said he's not good enough. I think Ole Gunnar Solskjaer said he's not good enough for my team. And just, just ditched him to Italy. He went to Italy. Conte, you have to give him credit where credit's due. Got the best out of him. He got leaner, put him on a strict diet. And he's come back and he's come to be a beast. He, he reminds me, the closest thing he reminds me to was Didier Drogba when he his first, Didier Drogba's first spell at Chelsea when he when he was just bullying defenders bullying players and I think Lukaku touch wood he doesn't get injured but he'll be a massive impact for Chelsea this season hmm. I'm going to pick three uh, two strikers and defender because I think goals are very important and being able to start them are also equally important actually no I'm going to go four so my four players are first up like you said, um, Ivan Tony, very impressive how he's taken to the league. I think he's definitely a player who, I think he has the mentality to be up there mm-hmm. come the end of the season in terms of the goal running shout. Whether he will, it's, it's early days, but I think he, he has the mindset to be up there. Um, so we'll see if he gets, I think he's definitely going to comfortably get 10 plus goals. Mm. I think he might get close to 20, but we'll see. Uh, number two is the other striker, which is Mikel Antonio. I think definitely yes. really impressive what I've seen. Uh, his sending off was unfortunate because I feel like if he was available for that Man United game, they might have had two for two wins in this week. So uh, he's my second choice. And Antonio Rudiger is my third pick. I think he is really kind of, since he got put back into the team by T- Thomas Tuchel, he's just been a different player. He's upped his game. He is just play every week. He seems to be adding more and more to his game in terms of like his his leadership, his 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 aggressiveness on the ball, his speed. I think that's a a quality people don't really realize how quick he is. But his leadership is really shining, shining through. Sign a new contract, mate. Yeah, (laughs) please do, please, please, please. If he keeps on playing like this, please do. He needs to. And my last pick is going to be a hundred million pound wonder boy, Jack Grealish. I think, I think, I think to, to make that move. There was always a lot of expectation on his shoulders Mm. to not only make the move, but actually justify the price tag. That's been something that's really kind of caught my eye. And I'm really glad that he's, he's playing well over at Man City and, you know, he's not only scoring goals, he's making goals. He's got his Champions League goal a couple weeks ago, you know, he scored on his debut in the league. So he's, he's really doing what needs to be done to kind of prove that, that price tag really well. So I think it's going to be a very interesting, interesting weekend of games. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what happens, especially for Friday. Yes. And then I can really have a bit of a stressful time on Saturday, on Sunday rather. Well, <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing how Saturday's fixtures go and then be stressed out on Sunday uh, as we have our last game. And then, of course, look forward to Monday Night Football with Palace and Brighton. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we'll leave it at that. I guess, you know, the final thoughts will be... Because uh, I know... Because I, know, I feel like as, as the season kind of carries on and we look at the, the four teams that we're expecting to be challenging for the title so Chelsea Liverpool United and City Grealish Salah Ronaldo Lukaku who's going to have a bigger impact this season of the four Ronaldo, for, their, for their teams Ronaldo and Lukaku you have to pick one so of those four who's going to be the one that's going to be like the one that reigns, this, reigns supreme because I feel like wh- whichever one it is it's highly likely their team wins the league. Mm. I'll say the Kaku, injury free. If there's no injuries in the Kaku, mm. Ronaldo, Ronaldo obviously is getting older now, so I feel like after a while, you think he'll catch up. It'll catch up with him. It's not like in Italy; the league is much less. 
in England is very like they have loads of matches. Hmm. In Italy, they have a winter break. England would have a winter break. No, so we do. We're not having a winter break this season, are we? Do we? No, we, don't, we don't have a winter break. Well, the right? World Cup, next year, World Cup is is in winter, so maybe I might have something to do we with that. Winter break. We've had it the last couple of seasons. It's a couple winter weeks. Mm. It doesn't feel like much, but it, we, did, we, have, we have two weeks off. It doesn't feel like much for two okay. weeks. Is we it the international break you're talking about? So November. No, there's one in December. We have like yeah. a we have like a couple weeks off in December. But we do. We know, it so. doesn't. It doesn't feel like it. Like it I said, it's, <laughs> a, it's well, like a blur. We'll see. We'll, Ronaldo's 36 years old. Lukaku's 28. Mm. So I think age will come. In, age will be a factor. Grealish yeah. is the youngest. And Grealish is 12. Grealish is 25. So you're backing Lukaku to have a bigger season. Yeah. Okay. Matthew? I'm going to do something different here. I'm going to do it in an order. So in top, I do think, not to be biased, I do think with that last piece of the puzzle, I do think Lukaku's going to have a massive impact. Mm. No disrespect to Timo Werner. I think his word is different. As like, He's more of a, you know, like a winger as opposed to a striker. I think that's fine. That transition from the Bundesliga has been difficult. And now we've got Lukaku who has played in the Premier League. If he stays fit, he's already scoring goals and, and, you know, providing to the team with that, you know, that sense of, you know, all Lukaku might get there. Hmm. I think he could have a a really big impact um, for for, for the title. Second place, I've just had a bit of a rethink. I'm going to put Salah a second. With that Centurion goal he got the the other week, I think has put a lot of doubters as if he had doubters in the first place but a lot of doubters in their place and still shows what a class player he truly truly is Hmm. and that when he is he had that one or two season where he was an absolute animal and with the team fully returning with Van Dyke coming back Gomez coming back players signing contracts they are going to be, like I said before, they are going to be the team that I'm going to be watching with a very, very close eye. Liverpool are going to be dangerous. Absolutely mm. dangerous. <sighs> this is where it gets tricky. I'm going to put Ronaldo as number three because mm. he is pretty much the complete article right now being at Manchester United. He's come back a, he's come back a more experienced. He's coming back a man. He's coming back a, a, a man, the man back mm. to his club where, you know, it's almost already, he's not even the captain, but he's setting in turn with the whole dessert things, which I do find quite bizarre when people do that. But, you know, who am well, I Well, with the dessert thing, talk? he didn't tell them to. He just chose not to eat it and everyone followed him. So, oh, which says a lot it, about his character and how they does, respect him. It does, it does. And how they see him in the light, you know, they kind of see, they do really look up to him. I do think, but with a lot of players have that kind of mindset of winning and leadership, I do mm. think it could be a problem because you've got too many players in there like that. And it can, there's no, a reason why you don't have four chefs in the kitchen. True. They True. have four, they've got Gordon Ramsay, they've got more, Marco Pierre-White, they've got Jamie Oliver, and they've got Ainsley Harriet in one kitchen. Hmm. Someone's going to get burnt. Hmm. Um, with Grealish, and it's not his fault, I just think that that missing hole of that certified 25 to 30 goal striker could hold them back. Not him, but the team back. Feeling someone like a Kane with an England connection, I mean, De Bruyne on your side, I would probably have him higher up in the rankings. Hmm. But until that time, until that time comes, I'm not saying he's going to fade into back at Man City because at the moment he's riding the pressure really, really well, scoring in the Premier League, scoring in the Champions League. Hmm. He's riding well and he's and I think he will be absolutely fine. But it's different from when he was at Villa because when he was at Villa, he was the man. Mm. whereas now in 
Man City, he's part of a very, very good team. So it's not going to be his team mm. anymore. He's going he's gonna to share that with... It's probably De Bruyne's team, to be fair. It's probably not De Bruyne's team. And providing he knows that, you know, when he goes along with the team, I think it'll be fine. But until they find that striker, whether it's Kane or not, that's the order I'm going to have it in. Okay. Well, that's interesting. I'm gonna I'm gonna put. I'm I'm torn between Lukaku and Salah. Mm. I just have a feeling that he, Salah's gonna have another one of those crazy seasons. You know, he could do. So I'm gonna put Salah as my number one. I'm gonna have Lukaku two, Ronaldo three, Grealish four. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm I'm happy to be surprised. Oh, I'm happy to be surprised by either Lukaku or Ronaldo. I think one of those two could could because Ronaldo's got it in him. He does. He could carry them to the title, and it would annoy all of us. But then that's the game. <laughs> it really, would it would annoy us? Because I, I I could imagine it comes out to the last two weeks of the season, and out of nowhere, Ronaldo just bags a hat trick. Out of nowhere, he just bags a hat trick, and everyone's like, "Oh, that's cool. ridiculously oh, bad." Great, not again. And that's what it, and that and that's what it needs. I mean, it wouldn't it be ironic if this season goes on, goes on to goal difference? Because it could, that's yeah, what, it really what, could, and that's what makes this this the league title table right now so interesting is the fact that it's so close between all these these four clubs. I know the other, you know, obviously they're not all in the top four right now. Man City slipped out of it, but it's not they're not that far off. No, it's still in there. So yeah, this is in there. I finally got my fifth player after thinking. I finally got it. I'm thinking deep. Sorry that I just, just the moment came. Okay. It's not a player. I've been impressed by a player, this, this player before, mm. but I think it's a potential to get better. It's a wild card. It's a hot take. I'm going to say um, St. Maximum. Oh, He's man. a baller. He, oh. Oh, I love him, man. I I'm going to say St. Maximum. I had to have a think. I had to have a real think. And he's, no disrespect, he's not been at Newcastle for very long. A better, a bigger club with bigger ambitions will pick him up. But he's a sh- he is the diamond in the rough in that team. I agree with you, but at the same time, he suits them like a T. He does because he's like you, you know what? It reminds me of when he, like he had like a Tissier at Southampton back in the day. Mm. You need like you need to have those players in like those a clubs. maverick. Yeah, They're not just a maverick, but a player that the like he excites the fans every mm. time he gets the ball. It doesn't matter what happens at the end of it. It's They're like happy to have it. He he, rem- he reminds me or David Ginola. Or general, yeah. yeah. But he reminds me of Neymar when he was first. I mean, no, Neymar still does it now, but he gets hacked to pieces. Mm. But when Neymar first burst on the scene, yes. and he just got the ball, and it's just like you just you don't know what he's, he's going to do the next. Buzz. But you you just wanted to see him play, mm. and and we need to have more players like that in in football. Just Play footballs become too safe, and I like players exciting. that are just. You know, it reminds me, actually, you know, it reminds me a lot of the Zaha Balassi. Yeah. Oh, wow. my what gosh. They were, they were competing against the top of Yeah, you know? I Listen. was, oh, undefeated. Who can, do, who can do the most street football <laughs> skills on a poor pitch in 90 minutes? Those two were ridiculous. But that that's the vibe he gives you. Like, you just mm. want, you just want to, like, I would want to go to Newcastle to watch them to play. Watch him to see him. He's a good, such a good player. He's dribbling, he's crazy. And he's, oh. He's, he's always wearing designer brands as well on his head. He's walling out like. See, Newcastle, <laughs> now he can't get relegated now because he doesn't deserve to get relegated. Please, just 17. 17. I'm not asking yeah, for lot. Last game of the season, they played a, a, a team and just battered them. Like, yeah, Steve oh, Bruce, sort it out, please. We Steve can't Bruce lose. We can't lose Newcastle. And get, and get Drew Willock, Joe Willock to start scoring goals, please. Yeah, I mean, come yeah. Willock, uh, so Maximan, Gale, is it Joe Linton, um, Al- Alvaron, Wilson. Wilson. 
And they, and they got, and they got John, 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 John Shelby is a good player. John Joe you know? Shelby, they've got they got good players. Got they've got okay players, but yeah. they need they need something. They need else. they need they need the investment. They didn't get it. So they need the invest. The question is, are these guys going to be able to get the goals they need to get? Because when they had Benitez, as we said last week, he was very good at getting. It's interesting because whenever they lost the game. I never felt like he was worried about them being relegated because he knew the games he had to win. And it's almost like he played in, like, not that he deliberately set up his team a certain way. Mm. Like, obviously, if you can lose a game, you lose a game. But when it was time to win, they won. They turn up. And you were not going to score against them. It didn't, they would put their whole kitchen sink, the bus, and their grandmother back there. <laughs> no one getting through. No one's getting through. And, and that's what's missing right now. But um, yeah, Sam Maxman definitely is one of those players to watch. Just I think he's, came you know, on my mind just then. Super exciting. And we'll see how he does this weekend. They have a, a tricky game. Well, not a tricky game. I think it's a, a big six-point game against Watford away mm. from home. I think they'll win that, you know. So Watford are very inconsistent. I feel, I feel like they, they might be going back down again, but we'll see. Um, and hopefully he can, he can you know, do, do the, the business. business for them. Yeah. He played up front last week against Leeds. He scored a good goal. Good goal against Leeds. Yeah, yeah very good, good Very goal, good yeah. goal, yeah. Just one of those mm. hazard-esque. Yeah. yeah, very good goal. He can play anywhere across that front three. He can play up front, mm. wide left, wide right. Just stay in the Premier League. Yeah, just stay in the league. And and if if, if you want a new challenge, you know, come to Arsenal. Exactly, we'll come <laughs> to the carpet. We'll, 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 give, we'll, we'll give you Pepe. You can take Pepe. We'll, we can we'll, have we'll, him. we'll give you more than Gucci headbands. You you you'll be, you'll be wearing gold shoes, man. We don't mind. Like, <laughs> just give us some excitement again, and ignore the manager. Don't worry about him. Just play your game. Play your game. <laughs> All right, I think we'll call it a day for today. Looking forward to the weekend's games and we'll be back with another one soon. Peace. Peace.